0: It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings,
1: everyone, and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault a teen mental health podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones. As we enter into this lovely fall season, I want to come to talk about something that isn't always so lovely, which is childhood trauma. And childhood trauma is a very important thing to understand, especially when we're working with Teens, because a lot of the frustrations that we have with our young people in our lives, a lot of the troubles that they go through and experience, sometimes have a lineage to something that has taken place earlier on in their life. You see this with a lot of troubled youth youth who may have issues around dating, uh, authority. Um, impulse control, concentration, sometimes even academic achievement. A lot of times, those young people have experienced what we call uh, adverse childhood experiences, also known as ACEs. Now, childhood trauma usually involves kind of three categories abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. And we're going to dive into what those three things look like and how they impact families a little bit later. But now, We're going to talk about a special person here in the twin cities. Who's impacting not only individuals lives, but community as a whole. And I'm talking about our buddy, our friend Houston white. So, Minneapolis holds a special place in entrepreneur and designer Houston White's heart. It is where he got his start. So whether it's launching the Get Down Coffee Company or his new Houston White for Target collection, Houston takes immense pride in giving back and inspiring those around him. Watch Houston discuss turning passion into reality and the importance of uplifting community uh, on Target's exciting content series, Beyond Black, which is playing now on youtube.com slash target. Make sure you check that out. It is a great, great listen. It should inspire not only you, but those around you, and especially show it to young people so people can see the, the possibilities of what's out there for them to grow and thrive. And I want to match that to what I was talking about just a second ago, today's episode, Adverse Childhood Experiences. Because unfortunately, when a lot of young people go through trauma, it starts to impact their belief systems. It starts to impact their moods. It starts to impact their feelings. And sometimes they feel like they can't overcome, they can't achieve, and they can't push forward. And this is why it's important for us to make sure that, one, we're developing healthy relationships. We're allowing young people to have vision. We're allowing young people to have some autonomy so they can develop their identities, etc. Those are usually some key factors in helping them grow. But Let's talk about this thing called childhood trauma because you may have known someone who's experienced some adversity as a young person. You may have experienced some adversity as a young person and it might not have been labeled quote-unquote childhood trauma. So this language has become more commonplace, I would say, within the last 10 years or so. But back in the 1990s, 95 through 97, there was a major research study that was done by two medical doctors, Dr. Anda and Dr. Filetti. These two medical doctors were from the University of California, Berkeley. So UCAL Berkeley. And these two medical doctors were actually famously known for studying obesity. But in one of their big uh, research studies, one of the things that they noticed is that most people who were chronically obese had some childhood adversity. So what they did, like good researchers would do, they teamed up with the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, and Kaiser Permanente, which is a healthcare system that's primarily on the West Coast of the United States. And they did this massive survey looking at childhood trauma. They surveyed over seventeen thousand participants in the survey, so this is a big deal. And what they were able to discover during that time is that if people had some significant adversity, some significant trauma between conception to about seventeen years old, there was impacts on their life later on, uh, and those impacts were social impacts, health impacts. And sometimes even mental health impacts as well. So, this is a landmark study that was done, and this study is still utilized and talked about today. And that's why I'm bringing it to you because a lot of times these types of research studies don't just meet and match the common everyday person. Sometimes they sit in these medical books and in these particular fields, and and that information is not always translated to you. However, it can be some very life altering and even sometimes life saving information. So, this thing was called the ACE study. Uh, a few more things that are important to know about the A study most people who took this study were, um, you know, they had some college experience. They were mostly middle class. Uh, most of the people that it was normalized were Caucasian. The average age on it was about 54 years old. And there were slightly more women that actually took the survey than men. It was like 50. It was about 52, 53 percent women who took it versus men. They At the time, they did not look at anyone who was uh, classified under other, any other uh, gender expression or sexual orientation they just looked at males and females for this actual study and the study was huge right they looked at three primary areas uh, they looked at neglect so it could be you know uh, you know neglect they looked at abuse physical uh, emotional sexual abuse neglect physical ne- um, neglect emotional neglect and they looked at household dysfunction and household dysfunction had five categories those five categories included um, a mother treated violently. So if you had domestic violence or intimate partner violence in your home, a parent that was incarcerated, divorced, uh, someone who may have had a substance use issue. So someone was an alcoholic or was addicted to drugs. And then if a parent was incarcerated, those are the five areas that I looked at. And just with studying those four, 10 things in total neglect in the three levels there the two levels are two levels of neglect three levels of abuse and the five levels of household dysfunction they had 10 categories of trauma to kind of look at 10 variables to compare how do people turn out and what they realized is that these 10 things had significant impacts on people's life later on now if you are like me and you worked in community or maybe you've gone through some tough things or you've grown up in a tough neighborhood, you know, that just those five things in household dysfunction, there's a lot of stuff missing, right? We're not talking about bullying. We're not talking about, um, you know, teenage pregnancy. We're not talking about community violence, uh, being in foster care. Like there's other things that we know are highly stressful things for youth um, and families that are not present there that also can be classified and considered to be, um, traumatic, right? So, what happens? What happens when people go through trauma? We're going to pull up a, a pyramid here. It's going to show you what it looks like when the when stuff ends up showing up in community so this here is what we call the ace pyramid if you google aces a c e adverse childhood experiences you'll see a pyramid that's very similar to this and i love to talk about this pyramid because it gives a fuller picture of what happens so at the base bottom level of the pyramid it talks about generational embeddement or historical trauma So what this is stating is before a child's even born, there are things that take place in various different communities and groups that can have a detrimental impact on how someone grows up. So you have the historical and the the intergenerational trauma that can take place. Then the next level up is what we call the social condition or local context. This is about the setting, the environment, the community, the home, the places that the young people operate in. So if they are in, you know, childcare facilities that are not uh, well kept or school buildings that are not funded very well and they're falling apart, they don't have the resources, or a home that may not be well kept or there may be a significant threat of violence or just not safe at home or even in a community, that's that area. The environments that the young person grows in or develops in or is from can have detrimental impacts. So then when conception takes place, once a child is born and then they're more prone to all these other, quote-unquote, Cases, these other adverse experiences that can take place. Again, neglect, abuse, household dysfunction, uh, divorce, etc. So the adverse childhood experience happens to the young person, and now they're off to the races. Because now the young person is developing, their brain is developing in these spaces. And then what that brain development does is it gets into what we call a disrupted, neural development. Now, disrupted neural development doesn't mean that the young person is brain damaged, okay? doesn't mean that they're going to be struggling long term. But it, what it does mean is someone who has been traumatized or has experienced trauma, is their brain is going to be developed around surviving that trauma and coping with the trauma or traumas that they've experienced. So let's say we have a young person who's grown up with domestic violence in the home that young person has that traumatic experience of seeing the violence that just taking place in the home the violence that may have happened to them their brain is going to develop around what? Safety, right? They're going to have hypervigilance. They're going to know when to and how to engage with authority very differently than someone who has not had a traumatic experience. So the brain development starts to shift for young people who end up in these kind of situations. Then the next level from there is they develop coping. Um, Sometimes that coping is good. Sometimes it's bad. What is bad coping? The stuff we don't want our teenagers doing, right? Smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, having risky sex, stealing from stores, fighting. Those are all trauma responses often that are utilized by the young people in our lives, and they start to engage in activities that we don't want them to do. But later on, we know that if they continue to do that, what can it lead to later on down that person's life? It can lead to disease, disability and social problems. And then what the A study ultimately dis- uh, was able to uncover that if people do not have appropriate interventions, it can lead to early death, which means that they're dying way earlier than expected. They're not meeting those life span goals later on in life like making it to 60, 70, 80, 90 years old because of all the detrimental things that they've gone through. So that's the pyramid. We're gonna take the pyramid down now, and that's just uh good for you all to know and to kind of see how this can develop. But let's talk about some of the protective factors when it comes to Aces, because it's not all doom and gloom. When young people go through adverse experiences, it doesn't mean that their life is over. Doesn't mean that their brain damage. Doesn't mean that they can't be healthy beings. And that's where you come into play. The number one key factor, to dealing with adverse childhood experiences as healthy relationships and the healthy relationships and being able to build that healthy rapport with your young person. And that's why we're doing this podcast. And that's a hat tip off to Jason Clopton as well. And that's why he started the teen whisper podcast. Cause he knows if adults don't have, good relationships with young people, young people can lead down a road that we don't want them to. So it's very important that we build those relationships. Now, it's also some other protective factors is making sure that young people are engaged in healthy activities and are in healthy environments. So do not be afraid to you know, encourage your young person to explore. If you are a young person, do not be afraid to try something different or to have interests that may be different than your peers. These are all things that can help you grow and flourish as a person. And I would say the third protective factor that is a good thing to kind of keep in mind as we go is to make sure that young people always have vision. It is very easy to be hopeless in situations when you've gone through a lot. But if you can keep that spark lit for a young person, if you can help them develop that, or if you are a young person, if you can keep that within yourself or encourage your friends to have that, that's what keeps you going. It's very easy to get hopeless when you've gone through a lot of difficult things, but it doesn't mean that your life is over. You're a young person. So we're going to close out for today with that uh if you have questions about adversity maybe you've experienced some trauma maybe you have a young person who in your life that has experienced some trauma maybe you want to help somebody feel free to reach out to me in two places you can go to shalletta makes me laugh.com or you can find me at n a that is www.jegna.org you can find me at jegna.org Always happy to answer questions there or send people resources. If things get too tough, do not be afraid to reach out to somebody who may be in. Talk to someone professionally who can help you. Um, You know, mental health treatment is one of the key things that can help us. But being able to talk to somebody that we trust, that we know and that we respect can also get us over the hump. So with that, I want to encourage you all to be safe. Be uh, constructive and be well. I am Brandon Jones, and I'll see you next time. Take care.
0: To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to SheLettaMakesMeLaugh.com
2: get fast reliable internet for any budget now qualifying customers can get xfinity internet free through the affordable connectivity program that's right free high-speed internet from xfinity and internet essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost get started today at hy-vee we take pride in being part of the communities we serve in 2021 we donated more than 14 million meals and this year we're committed to doing even more for over 90 years we've been the place that people turn in time of need and we take that very seriously that's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the midwest to help families this easter to join our effort simply donate when you're at the checkout together we can make a big difference for those in need
0: start building a generational wealth with a $15,000 sign-on bonus and a meaningful career with freight pay and benefits. Union Pacific Railroad is hiring train crew members in the Twin Cities area. No previous railroad experience is needed. We provide all the essential training, and you can get a free college education while working. Union Pacific connects communities in 23 states, hauling goods Americans rely on every day. Get your career on the right track with Union Pacific, and apply today at up.jobs/minnesota. That's up.jobs.
2: There's a new way to get around in North Minneapolis. It's Metro Transit Micro, a new ride-sharing service that connects you with Metro Transit bus routes or wherever you need to go on the north side. It's convenient, affordable, and accessible. Metro Transit Micro uses minibuses to reach more neighborhoods, and you'll have shorter wait times. It costs just the same as bus routes, and it's easy to use. You can pay your fare in cash, a go-to card, or the Metro Transit app. Just go to metrotransit.org slash micro. Download the app and create your account. It's really simple. So whether you're going to a friend's house in Bryn Mawr to watch the Vikings game, or you need to get dropped off at the Metro Sea line station to hop on a bus to get to work across town, Metro Transit Micro got you covered. Book a ride, get picked up and get where you need to go start riding today on one of the new Metro Transit micro minibuses. It's back to school time, and that means it's back to cooking breakfast for your kiddos
3: and making school lunches. That's a lot of cracked eggshells and cut-off sandwich crust. Now listen, before you think about throwing those food scraps away, think about recycling them. Ramsey County has a program that can help you do just that, and it won't cost you a dime. Ramsey County has a free food scraps recycling program that lets you collect stuff like apple cores, coffee grounds, and veggie scraps. Here's how it works. Put all those scraps into a compostable bag. Then once a week, drop it off at a free food scraps site by your house. And listen, I understand that life is busy, so if you can't get there once a week, just toss the bag in the freezer until you can find the time to do it. To locate a food scrap collection site near you, and to get more information about the program, visit ramseyrecycles.com slash food scraps and tell your friends and family about it. Let's all do our part to help save the planet.
1: 48 million Americans and 640,000 Minnesotans care for older parents and loved ones with disabilities, like my three autistic kids. We are the backbone of America's care system, but Lord knows we face a lot of challenges, which is why it's so important that we know what's at stake in this upcoming election. Join me and my friends from AARP on Wednesday, October 5th at noon. We're hosting an informational workshop online about what's at stake for family caregivers this election year. Sign up to be a part of this important virtual conversation at aarp.org mn. Together, we'll work to make sure family
3: caregivers have our voices heard.
2: Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24 7 access to virtual care? So
3: I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to.
2: Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health.
3: we reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash
0: At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.